This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. Welcome in. It's the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Happy Monday, everybody. We're off and running on a new week. It is a busy week here, of course, at home for the New Orleans Pelicans. We also now know our Super Bowl II, uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers and Denver Broncos will uh, face off in Super Bowl 50. More on that in a moment. And we have uh, big news today about Benjamin Watson. So uh, we're raring to go here on this Monday. And uh, looking forward to a great week of uh, shows for you that you can check in, of course, any of these uh, next five days after noon central. No appointment radio. The Black and Blue Report, of course, will be available to you a number of different ways. As many of you know, it's already available for free on iTunes. Uh, and then don't forget, if, if, if you're having trouble or you can't get to your desktop to listen to Pelicans.com or NewOrleansSaints.com, it's always available through your, your mobile app, and you should already have that. So... Keep that in mind because I think there are some folks uh, coming up this week that you are certainly going to want to hear from uh, as we uh, progress through these next couple of days. Uh, the Benjamin Watson story is great, as you probably saw over the weekend. Uh, he has been named one of three finalists now for the NFL Man of the Year. That's the Walter Payton Award. And so we're pleased to have Benjamin Watson as our featured guest today. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that honor. We're going to talk to him about the, um, the end of the regular season and about the remarkable season he had in general uh, as the starting tight end for the New Orleans Saints. So one of my favorite guests is here today. And then from the Pelicans dance team, I think is going to stop by uh, before we're done recording the podcast. She's on campus today uh, putting together a new Pelicans planner for pelicans.com. Uh, and so we're hoping that she stops by in time. She's got a lot to talk about on that Pelicans planner this week because the Pels are home three times, Monday, tonight, against the Houston Rockets, uh, then on Thursday, and then on Saturday, and I'm very much looking forward to Saturday, and I'll, I'll save um, why until uh, Brianna stops by a little bit later. i got to be real honest with you. With regard to the football championships uh, yesterday, um, I, I watched the AFC Championship, thought it was very entertaining. I'm very, very happy for Peyton Manning. Um, I think it's remarkable, and, and, that, and that Broncos defense is tremendous. I think that uh, John Elway was very correct in, uh, in throwing a, a lot of uh, bouquets uh, at that defense for getting them to the uh, Super Bowl. And then, quite honestly, I, I lost interest in the NFC Championship game. Boy, Carolina is so dominant right now. And uh, and while Cam Newton rubs me the wrong way sometimes, uh, there is no doubt he's the MVP, and, and Carolina uh, dominates their way to Super Bowl 50 here. So we'll see. Neutral side, I think, is a big deal, obviously, because of this matchup. And uh, I think that... You know, as you're seeing today, uh, Carolina is is a clear favorite in the game. But then again, you never know. Uh, just ask the Patriots uh, when they took on the New York Giants, if you know what I mean. Uh, so anyway, so you know, take what you will from yesterday's games. I hope that you enjoy our last uh, kind of full Sunday of NFL football, just the one game remaining. And uh, here over the next week or two, we'll uh, have several guests on to help us uh, preview the matchup between the Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, at the very least, we know this. Uh, the NFC South is represented uh, in the Super Bowl. I think that's good. Um, we also know this. The Saints next season will host both of the Super Bowl teams. Denver and Carolina will both be at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome next season. We do know that. Um, 
and there are some pretty good people over there in the Carolina organization. Uh, so we're certainly rooting for them. And then we have, the, of course, the uh, hometown connection with Peyton Manning. So a lot of storylines to cover there. Okay, Pelicans and Rockets tonight. I've been working on my game prep this morning. Just a couple of notes here. Um, Houston's won two in a row, and uh, they won last night. So uh, here we are for the third time on this homestand, if I'm not mistaken. The Pelicans are getting a team on the second night of a back-to-back. That may be uh, a factor again tonight. The Pelicans have won five of their last six, including all three games on this current homestand. In the last six, as I mentioned, they're five and one. They're scoring 110.3 points per ball game. That's 9.3 points per game more uh, than they were uh, putting on the board in the first 37 of the season. The defense is better, too. They're allowing 100.3 points per game in these last six, as opposed to 106 prior to that. They're also shooting four percentage points better from the field. Their assist-to-turnover ratio has gone from 1.51 to 2.46 and their turnover differential per game in the first 37 outings of the season was minus .9. Here in the last six, it's plus 4.3. So all these numbers are turning in the right direction. It's a big reason why the Pelicans, even with the other teams around them still winning right now, remain just four games out of the playoff picture. And 100 is the number to watch again tonight. The Pelicans now are 16-7 and seven when they score 100-plus points, which they've done in each of the games in this homestand so far. They're 0-20 when uh, scoring less than 100 points. Yeah, 0-20. They're the only team in the NBA who does not have a win in a game of which they did not score uh, 100 points. And Anthony Davis continues to soar right now. Let me give you this number because you've been hearing about his points per game. How about let's just take fourth-quarter shooting. It's third best in the NBA third best in the NBA right now at 57.1%. That's behind a big at Oklahoma City and Ennis Cantor, and then, of course, Steph Curry, who's lights out. Um, he's 18 for his last 27 in the fourth quarter. That's 68%, so 10 points higher than even his season percentage in the fourth quarter. So we'll watch for that tonight. And, uh, and I think Davis is going to have to be big in the fourth again because Houston, by the way, is one of the best fourth quarter scoring teams in the NBA. All right, so that's just a couple of the things that I'm working on this morning with my game prep for tonight's game. Let's take a quick break, um, and when we come back, our full visit with Benjamin Watson, NFL Man of the Year finalist, and of course, Saints tight end. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday, January 30th at 6 when the Brooklyn Nets come to town. It's the year of the Mardi Gras uniform where the first 3,000 kids 13 and under receive a free Pelicans drawstring bag courtesy of Rouse's and gluten-free Cheerios. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 4.30 with live music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $21. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us, here to build a future with you. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their 90th anniversary world tour to the Smoothie King Center for two shows Saturday, April 2nd. Witness some of the world's best athletes execute unbelievable feats of ball handling. 
trick shots, and comedy. It's the team's most epic tour in 90 years and a lifelong memory in the making. Score your tickets at Ticketmaster.com and don't miss your chance to get in on the action at the Smoothie King Center, Saturday, April 2nd at 2 and 7 p.m. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackey, Seven Wall Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, we got great news and I think expected news for those of us that know Benjamin Watson, tied in for the New Orleans Saints. Benjamin's been named now one of the three finalists for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in the NFL. Now, the reason why this is so big, every team nominates someone for this award. So it starts with 32 and gets whittled down now to three. Now, we think that Benjamin Watson has a chance at winning this very, very prestigious award. Benjamin Watson joins us on the Black and Blue Report. First of all, good to talk to you, Benjamin. You too. Good to talk to you as well. How, how, how you been doing? I've been doing great. You know, the one thing about the end of the season is this. I'm, I'm around you guys so much, and uh, sometimes it's a great time. Sometimes we talk about a lot of things not football-related, and then the yep. season ends, and guys have to go see families and get rest, and then I don't see you all for a couple of weeks. So, I get, you know, I get a little sad when I walk around the building. <laughs> well, it's almost like the last day of school. You know, we come in there, and we're going, going, going 100 miles an hour since July. I mean, really, you go back before that, since OTA started. And then all of a sudden, you have the last meeting, and everybody just goes, and and that's it. There's this the final meeting, and it's by, and everybody's pulling out of the, the parking lot, and you kind of have that weird feeling like the next day, are we supposed to be doing something? But you're actually done. So uh, for for all of us, it's it's just kind of that that strange time, but at the same time, that that's kind of how our business works. It it, it truly is. Um, let me start with the award. Our conversation here. Congratulations, by the way. How did the news Thank hit you, you that you're one of three finalists? Uh, I think it's kind of like the news that I was nominated by the Saints in the first place. Um, just a very, um, I, I guess I would say, humbling uh, experience and, and humbling news just to know that, that I'm, I'm in the final three. It's exciting at the same time. Um, it's really quite an honor to represent this organization and this community as well as the league as a whole. And and I, I'm excited to go and find out find out who won. I mean, I told my wife and my kids are outside; they're jumping up and down. Um, <laughs> uh, and so now it's it's just about you know going there. I think we're going to have some things that we have to do as far as appearances and interviews and stuff like that. But uh, I'm really looking forward to going. I think this is just really a, a great thing that the league does um, uh, honoring guys. I mean, there's so many guys that, that could be honored for doing things in the community, but it's, it's a privilege to be named amongst them. Yeah, you know, and I think I want to bring that up because I don't know if everybody's familiar with, with what this, so this long running award is all about, but basically the award is given to those that are exemplarily in character who show a great passion for being involved in their community and making a difference and for excellence on the field. It seems to me to be the all in one, uh, award for the NFL. What what is it like, Benjamin, when when people talk about you like that? Uh, I really 
it's weird. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> and I kind of nod and, and say thank you a lot because I, I understand that it's not really me. Um, I've, those values have been instilled in me by my parents. Um, they are continuing to be brought out of me by my wife, challenging me to do different things, joining beside me when we do different things in the community or at home or whatever it is. It's kind of uh, it's about more than me as an individual. So while while it's, it's quite an honor to be to be spoken of in that way, I, I really I really look at my parents and I look at my my upbringing and I look at my faith and, and I look at the fact that you know the only reason really why I go out and and try to do things for other people to make their lives better is because of what God has done for me. If you win this thing, um, where will you display this award, and, and how perhaps will you celebrate with that family of yours? Uh, I haven't even gotten that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the crazy thing is, is it's all the way in San Francisco, so my wife will definitely be there at the NFL Honors at the, at the program. Um, if I if I did win, I would love for my kids to be there, but I don't know if that's a possibility for them, to, you know, for being so far away. Uh, but but I think we will. I don't know. We'll, we'll bring it home. We'll find a nice we'll find a nice place for it. Uh, I'll bring it by and let you guys see it for a little bit. You know, if you guys want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd like to see it. I've seen it once before. I want to say that Jim Hart uh, won the award, and he was the childhood quarterback of the, the then St. Louis football Cardinals when I was growing up. And I remember meeting him later oh. in life, and it sat right in front of his desk. It is a very large statue. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, we, I, I've, seen it, I've seen it just in, you know, in pictures, but, but it's a very, really large statue. Will, will, um, will you know before the NFL Honors Banquet, or, or is, that a, is that a surprise that night? I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm just finding this out, and so I know some people who have won. Obviously, Thomas David won the last year, so I'm sure I will be calling him and figuring out uh, if you know or if you don't know, just just so we can kind of plan. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's something I don't even know yet. Okay. Hey, part of the uh, a, a big reason I should say of your candidacy is the book that you released last fall, Under Our Skin. Uh, what a compelling read. Uh, and I would say a must-read for most anybody uh, in this current climate and time in our country. Um, what is what has been the reaction to you as an author of this kind of work since the release of the book? Well, the reaction has been, been very warm. Um, I continue to get emails, uh, posts on my Facebook page, letters in the mail. Um, just recently, I ran into a lady who was from St. Louis and you know, going all the way back to the post that I wrote about Ferguson, she uh, very emotionally told me just how much she appreciated those words and, and then also the book, you know, following that. And so I've had really good response from, from people of all walks of black people of all, all races and colors and creeds. Um, it, it's really been a, a, a tremendous experience just hearing people's stories, too. I mean, so many people have, have, have sent me stories about their experience with race, whether they're black or white things that challenge them in the book, uh, maybe places that made them uncomfortable in the book and things that they want to talk to me about that they may not agree agree about, um, but they're open to hearing someone else's perspective. So the, the book has been um, been going very well, and, and I'm really I'm really happy that, that the opportunity opened up to write it. Uh, I think that it's, it's, it's come out for such a time as this. Uh, we live in a climate, like you mentioned, where, where race is always at the forefront, where there's always something on TV, and I really think that creating dialogue, whether you agree with me 100% or not, the fact that you're willing to read the book, maybe think about where you fall along those lines, 
maybe challenge me or challenge someone else or, or see things that you can do different. I think that that is the, the primary step when it comes to healing. Benjamin, has there been one particular statement or passage that you put into print that has elicited perhaps the most reaction? Um, you know, I think it, there's a couple different ones. People really have enjoyed the story about my pop-pop who, who lives in Washington, D.C. He passed away uh, last year. And I, I intermingle a lot of uh, personal anecdotes as well as stories about my family just to kind of illustrate different things in the book. And I talk about his upbringing and how uh, the things that we're seeing today, many of them uh, remind me of some of the things that he's told me about his upbringing. And so I think that that immediately draws the reader in. They can they can envision him living in Washington, D.C. They can see me going to visit his, his, his uh, apartment and looking out on the balcony at the Washington Monument and seeing the Kennedy Center, and they can kind of feel my experience and the way I looked up to him, the, the way our relationship was. But then also there's parts of the book where I'm talking about being introspective and seeing um, how, and the challenge there is to say that, you know what, whether we're black or white, um, we all have, have the, the root cause of this racism, which is sin, and we all have certain assumptions and biases that we all need to deal with. Um, whether they're overt or covert or whatever. And so I would say, you know, just some of those, those, those stories that I've told, but also just getting the reader to understand that, you know what, there's more than, than simply finger-pointing. You know, that's part of it, you know, acknowledging that the reality of what's going on in certain areas of our country, but it's also pointing the finger in the mirror and pointing the finger back at yourself. <laughs> Well, uh, it is a, such a poignant piece, and I hope that those who have not had a chance to get their hands on it, they do. Um, can we switch gears and talk about the season a little bit before I let you go? Let's do it. Let's do it. Seven and nine is not necessarily the mark that you and your teammates were hoping for. I think that's been not only stated by you guys, but from, from your coaches and, and management too. Um, but in, this, in some sense, or uh, I get this, imp- this feeling, Benjamin, especially with the way the season ended, that this seven and nine this year felt different than the year before, and that the off season actually has a little momentum to it. Would you agree with that with regard to the New Orleans Saints? Well, I would say that that anytime you you end the year with a win, you know that's why it was so important for us to go to Atlanta uh, to win a game on the road in the division. That was very important because you know we have a lot of young players on this team who need to know what it feels like to win. Uh, winning is not something that happens by accident. It's something that is a learned practice. It's something that you have to be hungry for and something that you can get used to once you've done it and once you've experienced it with, with this group of guys. And so uh, going into the season, obviously, 7-9 to nine wasn't our, our vision. I didn't think we would be there. I felt like uh, in the offseason we had gotten uh, much better as a team. Our locker room was a lot better. It felt different, as you mentioned, this year than last year, but it didn't manifest itself in more wins and you know what that's what happens sometimes uh, sometimes uh, you, you make those decisions in the offseason you get a better locker room a more cohesive locker room uh, and it doesn't manifest itself in wins at that point but you know what maybe next year maybe the next year is the year where it kind of turns so you dedicate yourself to the practice you dedicate yourself to getting the right guys and and that gives you the best chance at winning um, going into next year I, I'm excited for, for the team I think that uh, there are a lot of young players that uh, are hungry, that are good football players and not just good people. And I think that, that the future is very bright. Uh, that being said, it all comes down to execution on Sunday. 
Uh, it doesn't matter what we do in OTAs or in practice. We've got to come out there every Sunday uh, and execute game plans. We've got to win games because, honestly, if you don't win games, nobody's going to be around very long. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's we all know what NFL stands for. But for whatever reason, uh, and I think it's because of who you are as people and because of the way that you go about your job, uh, you and your good friend Drew Brees just turned in great seasons, uh, both of you in your mid-30s. Um, are you guys drinking from the same water bottle? Uh, is there? Are you guys roommates on the road? How did you two pull it off? It was hey, it was a lot of fun to watch. Drew, Drew, Drew finally shared his water. Whatever Drew's drinking, I mean, Drew's the one with the gold jacket, so I just need a little bit of the water he's drinking. Um, no, I think that, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to attribute to other than uh, just, just different opportunities this year, at least on my end. Uh, you know, coming here the last couple of years, I, I, I've been used primarily in the in the run game and a little bit sparingly in the past game. This year it was a little bit different. Uh, it, it, it doesn't really mean that um, there's some great change. It just means that, you know, I was asked to do something different and I had different opportunities and, and I took advantage of them. Uh, Drew has been Drew for a long time. Uh, before I got here, before I even got in the got in the league, I always joke about him being the oldest guy on the team. But he's been at playing at a very elite level for a very long time, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Well, you both are turning back the clock. All right, let me get to this question that I have a feeling you're going to duck, and I would, and and I'm not going to take any offense by that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this free agency thing. You truly are a free agent this off season. And, and Benjamin, quite frankly, I myself and probably some other Saints fans are worried that we won't be able to have Benjamin Watson back as tight end. Is, is, do you, is there anything that you can share about that process that you're about to go through? I love to share everything, all the news, and I can tell you that there is no news. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, like you said, I'll be a free agent in March. Um, you know, I, I, I had a good meeting with, with Mickey and Sean, and, and we talked about the season like, like they do with everybody, and they'll make their decisions as far as personnel whenever that time comes. Um, I'm at a position where I'm healthy, thank God. I didn't have any surgeries. I still enjoy playing football, um, and I will, you know, take the opportunities as they come. Um, it, I'm kind of in a, in a different place than I was. The last couple times I was in free agency, whereas now I'm a little more relaxed about it. I am waiting to see what doors open and what doors close. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying playing football. You know, I think that this is a, this is a great gift that I've been given to play, and uh, I enjoy playing the season. I enjoy the city of New Orleans. If it's New Orleans, we would love to be here. We're already settled. I got five kids. I also like moving everybody everywhere. So, so uh, this is a great place for us, and I enjoy playing uh, here in the Boston. All right, you're a father of five and a dedicated husband, so this may be a, a moot question, but is there anything this offseason, Benjamin Watson, that you'd like to do that's on the list that you're going to try and, and uh, take care of this offseason, whether it be a trip or a personal goal or anything else? Hmm, that's, that's a good question. I, huh. Well, uh, one thing I would like to do, uh, I started about a year ago taking piano lessons, two years ago, and I got away from it for for the whole year. So I want to get back into that primarily. Um, I need to go see. I got, I'm the oldest of six myself, so I have three other, five other siblings that I need to go see, one of which is going to be in a play pretty soon. So I've got some places we need to go as a family, some trips we need to make. Um, and other than that, uh, we're trying to get our, our youngest daughter to sleep through the night every night and just not once every once in a while. So that's kind of the top three things on my list. 
Um, I would say the last one might be the hardest to accomplish. Good luck with that, Benjamin. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. She's taking forever. The other, the other one got it quickly. She's, she's kind of in and out. You know, she's good for a couple of days, and then she's not. So me and Marv are looking at each other like, we got to get this girl to stay in there so we can get some sleep. <laughs> well, we'll be watching at the NFL Honors Banquet. All the best to, to you, Benjamin. And uh, I want to encourage folks to go to your website. It's thebenjaminwatson.com. And, uh, and we'll hope for a great offseason for you, my friend. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday, January 30th at 6 when the Brooklyn Nets come to town. It's the year of the Mardi Gras uniform where the first 3,000 kids 13 and under receive a free Pelicans drawstring bag courtesy of Rouse's and gluten-free Cheerios. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 4.30 with live music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $21. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. You owe it to yourself and your home to call Terminix. I'm Vincent Palumbo. Whether you need a lifetime termite damage guarantee or hassle-free pest control service, we do it all. And I'm Ed Martin, Terminix entomologist. We have developed a convenient pest control system where we're scheduled in your home only twice a year. We attack bugs outside where they live. Call 834-7330 for guaranteed control of any pests or termites. Terminix does it all. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Final segment of this uh, Monday's Black and Blue Report. We're about ready to wrap things up, but before we do, uh, special guest in the studio today, Brianna is stopping by Hi. here in Studio B. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it must be Monday as we have a visit from a Pelicans dance team member. That must mean you've been hard at work today, Brianna. Absolutely. I just finished recording all of the Pelicans planners. We have some great things coming up this week um, with three games. So no it's going to be good. No doubt. I love this being at home. Um, the idea of not living out of a suitcase has been awfully nice. And to know that I've got another full week of it um, does my heart very good, Bree. So, Absolutely. Uh, yes, yes. By the way, it all starts tonight. I'm, I'm working on my game prep here for Pelicans and Rockets, I know you guys are getting ready for tonight's game as well. Um, And this just starts off a pretty big week right off the bat with the the Houston game tonight, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's been a busy home stretch for sure um, with last week's games. And then we have this week's games as well. So we've been preparing and practicing. We have some great dances coming up that we're going to be showing everybody 
Um, and the drum line is also going to be there tonight. So it'll be a good game. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I think that's the special spice in, in tonight's game, not to mention it's a division game and mm-hmm. and uh, won't be an easy one for the Pelicans. Uh, then, Brianna, we take a little break, then we come back on Thursday. It's kind of an odd week. It goes Monday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular about Thursday's game you want to point out? Well, I'm really excited for Thursday's game because I've been working with the senior dance team. They just hosted a dance clinic this past two weekends, and they're performing at halftime. So it's not just your favorite senior dancers, but it's 50 other seniors as well. Um, and it's going to be a great time. They're so hilarious. They're they're great. So I'm excited for the what's fans. What's it like to see working? Them. Yeah, what's it yeah. like working with them, Bree? Uh, the, you know, they're they're really awesome. They have a lot of energy and spirit. You know, even though like sometimes their bodies don't necessarily keep up with their brains, but they're they've got it going on. Um, they make jokes about themselves. They make jokes to me. Um, they were joking about how they couldn't remember a specific part, so they wanted me to dress up, like put on a wig and some glasses and like a little, you know, a little um, older-bodied suit over <laughs> and mm-hmm. dress up <laughs> like I was one of them, just so that they could, you know, get a little help with the dance moves. So I might end up being out there just to help them, but they're really great. I think they're they're, they're going to cr- be fine. The crowd loves them, don't they? I, I know. mean, it's they, amazing the ovation they get. They get standing ovations every performance. I'm like, where's my, where's our love? Give a little <laughs> Pelicans dance team love too. <laughs> By the way, the the uh, the routine you guys did, I think it was the first time out uh, the other night. I guess that was what Saturday night mm-hmm. that uh, we were home. That's my favorite one. I I've seen variations of it, but that particular one shows off your guys' athletic ability more than anything. Which one are you? Oh, was that that was the fitness routine? Uh, I I guess it was. I, I, I just sweatbands. remember it was the first time out. Yeah, we had on the sweatpants, and I actually choreographed that one. So thank you. I'm oh, glad well, you liked it. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. Yes. Do a little Beyonce. All right. So senior dance. What's that? I'm sorry, Brianna. <laughs> oh, say again. That was a little Beyonce. Always have to have some of that during the season. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of crowd favorites, you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so that's Thursday, and then finally, finally, we're going to see the Mardi Gras uniforms on Saturday, aren't we? Yes, and we, we did debut the Mardi Gras uniforms uh, a couple months ago at Mardi Gras World, so I'm excited for the fans to see them in action wearing the new uniforms. Um, it's going to be great, and they're also giving away some drawstring bags to the first 3,000 kids that come to the game, so make sure you come early to the Smoothie King Center if you want to get one of those. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So it's a busy week. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yep. Three. All games. right. Super Bowl fifty. Super Bowl fifty is set, Bree. Um, any interest? Any interest at all on your part with this uh, Carolina Panthers Denver Broncos matchup in less than two weeks? Um. I mean, I think I'm. I'm kind of upset that the Saints didn't make it that far, but I think it'll be a good game. You know, you got two great quarterbacks, two great teams. So um, I'm looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday. They're going to have like a five-hour pregame show for Super Bowl 50. Um, Brianna, should should there be a five-hour pregame show for The Bachelor these days? <laughs> I don't know about that. I've, I have been keeping up with The Bachelor. You know, it's kind of similar to playoffs. You, you eliminate different girls each week just like you eliminate different teams. Um, but I don't know if I would need a five-hour pregame for The Bachelor. 
I think the good hour and a half on TV is plenty. <laughs> I don't know, necessarily know that I get it, but I get the fact that you, like so many, love that show. So, so let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Is there a difference between you loving the show and you would be willing to, to be on the show? Uh, I would never be on The Bachelor. <laughs> um, but I do like to watch it. You know, you kind of have to find a little inkling of crazy in there. And I don't think, I don't think, I, I th- I'd be too boring to be on that show, I think. <laughs> oh, stop. I'm too normal. <laughs> too normal. Well, boy, you're right about that. <laughs> At least I think so, that's anyway. A co- <laughs> that's a compliment to you. I hope you take it that way. Oh, thanks. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy a busy week. Um, Thank you. I, I'm, you guys are going to be exhausted by the time this thing's over. Yeah, we're, it's going to be a long haul. Hopefully, we come out with a couple W's, though. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. The Pelicans sit four games back of the playoff spot. Now they're seeking at number eight. Uh, and so this is a continuation of, uh, of a busy week or a busy homestand that's already seen the Pelicans win three of the first three. All right, Brianna, good luck this week. Tell the girls we said hello, and we'll be looking for you out there. Thank you. I'll tell them. Thanks for having me. All right, Brianna with us from Pelicans Dance Team, and that's a great way to wrap up this Monday. Uh, Daniel Salerson, of course, will be with us tomorrow. So will Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. We've got a great week of uh, podcasts lined up for you. And as we've been talking about, there'll be a ton of Pelicans basketball to discuss as they play three more at home here during this uh, wind down to what's been a pretty good month of January. We'll also be talking about Super Bowl 50 as we continue to ramp up toward that big game. Uh, We've got a long time to ramp up to it, but there's plenty to talk about, that's for sure. And a big thanks today to Benjamin Watson, our guest here on Black and Blue Report. Congratulations to him once again as one of the three finalists now for the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And uh, we'll be pulling for him for sure uh, when that award is announced towards Super Bowl weekend. All right, so with that, we say goodbye and uh, have a great rest of your Monday. We'll see you on the radio tonight, of course, or perhaps even at the game as the Pelicans take on the Houston Rockets. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.